coming to you from that once forgotten artery that pulses through the center of the continental United States and into the heart of the Ozarks, Grace Matthews. Looking in from the northern border, our Canadian friend, along with his countrymen feeling the effects of U.S. political issues, Connor Murphy. Welcome to Dueling Dialogues, episode 228. I'm Connor Murphy here with Grace Matthews in Springfield, Missouri. Hi, Grace. How you doing? I'm doing pretty good. Thank you. How are you? Good. Enjoying finally summer weather for a change. <laughs> it's almost fall. I I know. I know. It's getting a little ridiculous. I don't know. Maybe the earth tilted or something. Something changed. But you know, uh, this has just been a weird year. I've lost some plants that I shouldn't have lost. And um, it was cold and rainy, then it was hot, 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 and dry, dry, dry. And so, a weird year. Yeah, it definitely was here too. I mean, uh, south of Calgary, it snowed all the way through Montana and into Colorado, I believe. It was almost like a whiteout. It was crazy. So, I, I agree. There are global things happening. I just think that the Earth is part of a cycle. Right. And we just have to deal with them. So, and in a year with COVID and weather, it's like, you know, do we ever want to revisit the thought of 2020 again? <laughs> yeah, I know. That's, it uh... will be the year we will, we will talk to our grandkids about, you know, in horror. Right, right. Yeah, I, you know, I think it's, pretty much similar to uh, the times of the plagues and uh, what people went through then and it was you know in our written in our history that way so you know this is another one for the history books for sure everything's a cycle everything repeats itself and that's what we have to do become smarter and smarter and not repeat the bad stuff and so we're trying really hard now first of all I'd like to thank all of our listeners in India, um, I, I'm telling you, um, it's great to have you. Good. Welcome, so, India. Thank you. Welcome, India. And if there's anything you would like for us to cover, let us know. Shoot us a comment. Absolutely. Just let us know and we'll be happy to dig some stuff up. Sounds so good. So I, I know everybody's interested in the COVID vaccine. And when the COVID vaccine comes out, will it be safe? Um, like we told you last week, the COVID vaccine, the race is has been uh, named Operation Warp Speed. Right. By the president. Um, the COVID-19 virus has taken quite a toll on the globe. We're sitting at 900,000 deaths globally, 190,000 deaths in the U.S. Obviously, both of those numbers are just about ready to take a very tragic turn. We have 1 million and 200,000. Right. There are several, yes, there are about 30 companies globally that are trying to come up with a vaccine. Um, there are a few in phase three. Now, right. I would like to say that AstraZeneca has halted trials because one person became mysteriously ill. 
It doesn't sound like anybody thinks it has anything to do with the vaccine. But out of an abundance of precaution, they're going to stop. They're going to expedite, you know. Um, Tests. Yeah. Yeah, the review of this person's mysterious illness and see um, if it has to do with um, the vaccine. Hopefully it does not. What a job. I mean, as a computer programmer, it'd be like trying to write a program for an infinite number of computers with different screen sizes and everything um, to what the challenges are in creating that vaccine because everybody's so different. Exactly. Uh, Absolutely. There are nine companies in the United States that are working on a vaccine. Three of them are part of Operation Warp Speed, okay? Okay. The U.S. government has actually put money behind um, Oxford and AstraZeneca. That's that's one. Um, Pfizer and BioNTech, that's two. And the third one is ACTIV. Hmm, okay. Uh, Which is part of the Moderna. So let me ask you this. When a vaccine becomes available, are you going to get vaccinated? You know, I probably will not. Right. I am just not one of those people that runs out and um, wants the drug the first time it comes Available. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I get um, it. I have a sick kid. I have seen that turn terrible. I yeah. don't believe that the president, though, is influencing in any sort of negative way for politics. Right. Any of these trials. I really don't. In fact, you know, there are three stages to trials before you get it to market. Okay. And the very first company that is already in phase three is the Wahoon Institute. I hope I'm saying it right. That's where the virus came from, remember? In China? Right. That's a blast from the past, right? Right, exactly. They're in phase three. Uh, sure Coronavac, Sinovac is in phase three. <clears throat> I do not know what con- country that's in. Moderna. An American company, phase three. That's one of the companies that is in the Operation Warp Speed. Um, CanSino Biologics is in phase three. And the University of Melbourne has drugs in part two and drugs in part three. AstraZeneca, phase three. Uh, Pfizer is in phase two and three. The rest of them are in phase two or one. Okay, so you are talking, it is perfectly feasible to believe there's going to be this October surprise. Right. It's just going the president's way. It's, he didn't have to do anything. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. In fact, this has become so serious that nine companies in the race to get the vaccine, American companies, or at least with, with large American interests, some of these companies aren't completely American, so I don't want to confuse that but they pledged that they would that it would be about safety and science right and that would be number one not politics 
Exactly. You know, they promised that the efficacy of the vaccine be the number one priority. And I believe that, even though I'm not one to jump on board and take it that first week. Right, right. Okay, I'm also one of those 1% drug people. I can't even take ibuprofen without getting like this red rash all over me. Right. So I'm not suggesting anybody else not take it. I'm saying uh, me and I have a child, we're like those 1%. You know that the drug things about? Yeah. I, I get this. I get that AERD, that breathing problem from certain medications. Right. Well, so, I, I think I'm in the same boat as you. I don't think I am going to get vaccinated. However, um, Trudeau here in Canada has reserved 116 million dosage. Which um, is probably from this Wahoo Institute in China because didn't he buy oh, them guaranteed. from China? Yes, yeah. guaranteed, guaranteed. Where now, the, 106, where the virus started. Yeah, 116 million, and there's only, you know, around 35 million or so, I think That's slightly right. over 35 million. So who's he buying it for? I don't know. No idea. Wow. Wow. That's interesting. Yeah, I mean, that, that's literally it's almost four like times the amount. So, uh, no idea. Huh. Yeah, it yeah. makes you go, huh. Yeah, my, my mouth is wide open going, huh. Huh. <laughs> okay. You know, Trudeau, he's just a weird character. Yeah, He yeah. does weird things. Yes. Maybe he thinks that, you know... He needs to give everybody three or four vaccines apiece. Well, he is um, definitely a privileged being um, with his... For a drama teacher. Yeah, yeah. So he's uh, threatening drastic change right now, and uh, who knows what that means. It's kind of scary, but, uh, you know, as long as Parliament is not in session, they can't vote him out, so... He's stretching it out as long as uh, he can, but eventually that's going to jump up and bite him in the ass. Well, when's Parliament coming back? I'm not sure. Sometimes uh, towards the end of September, I believe. Unless he, of course, suspends it again, which is quite the dictator move. Well, yeah, I mean, they've always got this COVID thing. Yeah, yeah. So that's just, that can be a convenient inconvenience. Yeah, and I think the people that voted him in are starting to really get sick of him as well. You know, another scandal, his uh, finance minister had to resign due to that charity. So his, that, I mean, he was a fall guy, obviously, and and took the bullet for Trudeau. So it'll be interesting to, uh, you know, have him write a book about what really happened. That would be kind of interesting. So that would be more than interesting for sure. Yeah. So. Okay. Well, it's, it's it's a crazy day. It's a crazy time, and you know it's not just in the United States. Okay. Here's something that's got the Democrats um, exploding. Okay. Trump was nominated today for the Nobel Peace Prize. Oh wow. <laughs> a member of the Nor uh, Norwegian far right. Um, Parliament, Christian Tybring, Gajetti, he made the nomination. And he called it, um, he said he did it because of the historic peace agreement between the United Arab Emirates and Israel. 
And you know, he's right. How many presidents has tried to foster a peace agreement in the Middle East? Right. And failed how repeatedly. Many, yeah. How many of them failed? Yeah. There is also word that other countries are ready to jump on board in the Middle East, on board with this this deal. Oh, cool. Okay? So how do you not give him the peace price? Yeah, exactly. Okay, and if he ends up pulling out of Iraq, the rest of our people, and Afghanistan, how do you not give it to him? Yeah, I don't know, but I can hear the Democrats' heads popping as we speak. <laughs> well, okay, and then he created and um, fostered a peace agreement between Kosovo and Serbia. Oh, there you go. Now, think about how long that's been a mess. Yeah, no kidding. Since Bill Clinton? Tell you the truth, I didn't know that was still going on. <laughs> oh, yeah, air never stopped. In fact, I wow. had a friend that went over there years ago, I mean years, 15 years ago, I think, and led a prayer to just, just hoping that, you know, a peaceful prayer or meditation would just stop the fighting for X amount of time, right? right? And actually they did do it. It just happened to be for like four days, you know? That's it. Okay, yeah. I mean, these people are as nutty as, you know, they like to fight. It's like, it's like the Middle East. Yeah, I wonder if the uh, the new recruits even know what they're fighting for. Makes me wonder. Um, I don't think they do. They just. I, I don't think a lot of people in the Middle East know what it's about. If you've been born into it and it's gone on this long, that's all you know. Can you imagine? It is all you know. I no, I can't imagine. And that's when I wake up in the morning and I think, God, that I live in the United States of America. But I know that we have to hold on to this because there was one point in time in all of these countries when they were peaceful, like right. the United States. Right. And um, we are moving towards some unrest that really bothers me. These riots really have me concerned. And the fact that we have politicians on the left I don't want to say agging it on, but certainly not discouraging it. Yeah. yeah. Some of them, you could almost say they're agging it on. Yeah, well, they're, they're trying to turn some of these people into saints when they're clearly not saints, according to their arrest records. <laughs> you know, yeah, and, and, so and really, how can you d deny the arrest record? Yeah, and what the situation was when they lost their life right it uh yeah it's, it's hard to imagine any politician condoning that kind of um eth unethical behavior and unmoral behavior so i don't get it at all i don't either and you've got to wonder what yeah. will happen if trump wins well a lot of the um antifa are apparently dressing up as trump supporters Oh my gosh! Yes, I've to heard of us. yes to to basically um, you know discredit and hurt Trump supporters. But in that situation, the only one that wins is the person selling MAGA hats <laughs> and Trump T-shirts. That's I guess. true. But I will tell you that what's going on here, and 
our tiny world in Springfield as if you have like um, American paraphernalia outside your house, like, and I mean a flag, like I have this board that has the pledge on it right. hanging by my door, you know, just on a piece of like reclaimed wood or something, you know, decorative. And I keep it hanging out during the summer, you know, patriotic holidays. Right. Well, a few um, doors down, this guy has decided that um, we're Trump supporters because <laughs> we have flags. Wow. Okay. Okay, so he's right, but we've never put anything Trump out, never wore a shirt, never wore anything. Right. So He has no other way of knowing. And he has assumed other people in the neighborhood are that way, and he will not talk to you. I mean, he has this grim face, and it's kind of scary, because if these people lose, okay, these people that are in the streets fighting, if Biden loses, what's going to happen? How much are they going to fight? To what extent will they go to? Yeah. People be prepared to just take care of yourself. Right. Right. You don't have to have come forward as a Trump supporter to be pegged one. I think a lot of people are afraid of that, and that's probably why the gun sales have spiked in the last few months. Absolutely. You know. People are afraid that's that they're going to have to defend their family and their property. You know, and I'm afraid that's going to happen too. Look at the. The couple in St. Louis. Yeah, absolutely. And yeah. we have to maintain that right. You know, we have to maintain castle law. Yep. So think about that when you go, when you think about whether you're going to vote. Vote. You can go to the grocery store and buy groceries. You can go out and vote. Um, absolutely. I'm very worried about this voter mail-in fraud. I mean, we've talked before. I can't mail anything across town and be assured it's okay. The other day, somebody found uh, a postman's bags of mail in a parking lot. Oh, my God. <laughs> Two giant, big old, you know, those big old bags that are stuffed with the mail? Yeah. In a parking lot. Wow. So if you, if you think that the post office has not had problems for decades, well, let's face it. How many people use UPS when they could use the United States Postal Service as a, as a, as a, at a cheaper cost? Right. right. There's a reason why. They're not very reliable. And for Nancy to have just woke up and said, oh, gee, they're great. <laughs> okay, I'll tell you how bad it is. A former teacher that I love, um, he was my journalism teacher, okay? He is the one that first told me I could write. He has moved to Colorado where marijuana is legal, which is fine. I don't I don't mind that. But he just said, I just ordered my ballots. I'm gonna vote often through the mail. Huh. Okay. But this is the attitude. I mean this is a man that has turned left of left of left and on Facebook he reports that he just requested his ballots. He's going to request them often, and he is going to vote many times. Wow. Isn't that an offense in the U.S.? It is an offense, but apparently he thinks he can get by with it on Facebook, and I happen to know that on 
September 25th, he's going to be moving to Las Vegas. So he's going to vote several times in Colorado, <laughs> move to Las Vegas. Wow. And probably vote some more there. Unreal. You guys have a big problem. Wow. Yeah. It could be a year before we know who actually wins this thing. <laughs> yeah. The person that takes office for the first time in American history might not actually be the winner. Right. right. We could be the banana republic that a lot of people have joked about. That's unreal. Wow. It's very scary. It's sad. And even as I say this, my, my eyes are tearing up. It, it, it just, this is not the America I grew up in. Right. And right. it scares me. Still an awful lot of good things about it. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, it's not the Canada I grew up in either. And but uh, here we are. that make you sad? <laughs> yeah, but here we are. Yeah. Okay, so we all keep wondering, is Biden all there mentally or not? You know? I don't know if we keep wondering because no. it's pretty obvious that it's not. <laughs> yeah, I don't wonder much. I just yeah. know. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. But Biden's stenographer... And they called it his stenographer aide says he is slipping into a dementia oh, and showing okay. signs of dementia. Huh. Stenographer. I haven't heard that since the fifties or the sixties, I don't think. I haven't either. I you know, I yeah. So I don't know. Um I'm just passing it along because yeah. Has she, has she been employed with him since the 50s, I maybe? Think a guy. I think this is a guy, so um, oh, okay. that's even a weirder kind of, uh, yeah. There you go. So, um, you know. <laughs> what can I say? Remember last week we, we got word just before we went on the air that Pelosi's, about Pelosi's hair appointment. Right. And she says it was a setup. Well, yeah. you know, update. You know, and you may have all heard it, but um, Pelosi's assistant texted the hairstylist to get the appointment. How can that be a setup? Yeah. Oh, she's fumbling because it's hurt her. So she's it fumbling around. really, really hurt her. Really hurt her among her constituents in San Francisco. And honestly, I didn't think anything could hurt Pelosi there. Right. Okay? Because... You know, they love her. Well, the, the interesting thing is she's gone on and pissed off her hairdresser. And you know what they say, the hairdresser is the one that knows for sure. You are <laughs> so, darn tootin'. Too, I would not want to piss my hairdresser off. No, maybe she should write a book. Have you ever noticed how many <laughs> presents a hairdresser gets? There's a damn reason. Exactly. Keep your mouth shut. <laughs> yeah. So, um, it's a crazy world out there, people. Be safe. Yeah, I, I definitely agree with that. Yeah, we don't always agree, but life's a journey, and we're all in it together. Take care. Godspeed to our listeners. Godspeed to you, Connor. Godspeed, Grace, and everyone, thanks for listening.